0: Hello friends, my name is Patrick Little, and welcome to A Little History, in our first season titled, A Mythology Apology. Each week, I'll be bringing you stories from various mythologies and folklore from around the world. These stories can be some of the most iconic tales we've known, and some of them are just really weird and obscure. So join me each week as I present this to you, alongside a lot of shit talk,ing some weird segues, and some weird silly sound effects. You're listening to A Little History. Ha ha ha! I'm a dick. Who immediately made her their queen? As a cow? No, as a human. Unfortunately, he trips on a tangled root and kind of knocks himself out. (laughs) So he's a horse mechanic and he's a god as well. He's a horse mechanic. I didn't need a fucking story about making pies, man. I know how to make a (laughs) bloody pie. I've caught you, the deathless. (laughs) Give me the fucking bull. And I'm going to go down there and I'm going to give Gilgamesh a piece of my (laughs) mind. Sorry. Plexibus. Homeless Gandalf without a beard. I'm not going to help you at this point, but what you should do is you should leave your silver snuff box with us for us to remember you (laughs) (laughs) by Silver stuff box. And she uh, she starts cursing Gilgamesh, being like, fuck you, Gilgamesh, piece of shit. So here has back to my with Cassandra the concubine. <laughs> Is that what she's known as? You had one job to do, mate. One <laughs> fucking job. Don't look in the closet! I'm glad I got your attention. Welcome back everybody to a little history podcast. Uh, you've got us in the last recording of 2020. Uh, we're recording this episode on New Year's Eve, so I thought it was quite fitting. We started this crazy journey in late August, early September. It was just you and me, and now I figured we'd wrap up 2020. It's just you and me, how it started. The best of friends. Uh, but what we're doing, we're not starting a new tale. We are continuing uh, my retelling, solo retelling, of the Nibble Lungan uh, Not Nibble Lied, as I mispronounced. Uh, and my lovely sister, Andrea, who was guested us on episode 13. Uh, guested us, it's the Nibble Lungan Those pesky days. But we're getting back into that one. So I hope everyone's having a good holiday and all that. And we'll just uh, get back into it. Uh, so to recap from part one of this saga for those who have or may have missed out is episode 9 if you want to get uh, caught up before we get rocking and rolling. Creemhild uh, has sworn off love altogether and uh, she doesn't want to know the pain of loss. So that's why she's like, no, just gonna do my own thing, thank you. Uh, but unfortunately, she still uh, she's still got that Falcon dream. As uh, we all know how dreams tend to turn out in uh, stories like this, uh, stuff's bound to happen. So cut to the falcon, the dazzling young prince Siegfried. Uh, The kid is just awesome at everything, uh, but doing sufficient research into a potential life partner. Having just heard tales of Krimhild and her beauty and how awesome she is, he's fallen in love with her straight away. Uh, no research required. I guess there's something uh, in the air this month because if we remember Shapanika in uh, the retelling of the Ramayana, uh, you know, doing some business there, uh, how Ravana just falls in love with Sita. Sita. Just hearing about how how awesome, awesomely beautiful she is. So something's in the uh, in the air. Something's in the water. Uh, we're not quite sure, but we'll just keep rocking and rolling. Uh, anyway. Siegfried has made up his mind, and he's taken 12 of his finest freshly sworn swords, uh, as in knights, with him to Burgundy, the mighty kingdom ruled over by Gunther, who is the brother of Krimhild. Oh, and Siegfried also fucked up like 700 Nibelungs. Uh, those crazy, crazy soldiers took their treasure and made the, the dwarf uh, Alberic his servant. Uh, Oh, and also Siegfried, he killed a dragon and bathed in its blood, making his skin super tough. So, like, he's pretty uh, impervious to damage and all that now. Uh, So Siegfried, yeah, he's uh, he's hanging out at the gates of Gunther's palace, uh, waiting for the king to receive him. Uh, So cut to Gunther and his retinue. Eventually, uh, they give Siegfried... Uh, well, they come down to the gate and they give him a courteous welcome. And Siegfried, in turn, bows low before the Burgundians uh, because they were so courteous. So there's, like, lots of courtesy going on. Everyone's, uh, everyone's been super chill. And Gunther, he's heard about how awesome Siegfried is. Uh, he's still got his little bling-boner going on. Bling boner. Oh. Uh, and he goes, Siegfried, we have heard... How awesome you are, and all the awesome shit you've done, and generally how great a bloke you are. Uh, tell me what brings you to my kingdom? I'd, I'd love to know. You, you seem, you dazzle me, mate. What are you doing here? And Siegfried's like, mate, I'll uh, tell you that readily. He starts telling him how news has reached his father's court of the valour of the Knights of Burgundy and uh, the greatness of their king, and how Siegfried wants to know them. Oh, and Siegfried also says that because he also has the right to wear a crown, as in Siegfried, uh, being a prince, uh, that he wants to rule Burgundy in his own right and take Gunther's kingdom for his own. And you're like, what? <laughs> so he quotes, There I pledge both honour and life. If thou art valiant, as they say, I care not whom it liketh or irketh. I will take from thee all thou all thou hast, lands and castles. They shall be mine. Ha ha ha! I'm a dick. <laughs> like the king and his retinue are obviously taken aback by this. And like the balls of Siegfried, this kid, fucking dropping this shit at the gates of Gunther's palace. <laughs> and he goes, "Aren't you here to uh to find Kriemhild uh and like you know marry her presumably because you're in love with her and all that?" Uh, you know, obviously without meeting her. Uh, Siegfried's drinking the same uh, juice as, uh, as Ravana, as we know. Like, this is this is random. Like, what's he doing? Uh, and shock is quickly re- replaced by anger. And the Burgundians, right, rightly so, are like, uh, what the fuck, dude? Uh, what did you say? What's your intentions? And Gunther's like, mate, what have I done to you? And why should I yield to any man the land which my father ruled with honour for so long? He goes, I'll mess you up with my knights, because they're valiant and brave as well. Like, you're not the only one with who's valiant and brave, mate. i got my own dudes here. They're pretty good. But Siegfried isn't backing down, and he replies, uh, did I for a good starter, mate? Uh, I want this land, and I'll fight you for it if needs be. Also, whoever wins has the right to rule not only their, over their own kingdom, but the defeated foes as well. And so you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's Siegfried's father, Sigmund? You know, back in the Netherlands saying, he's like, uh, what's that, son? You bet in my kingdom? Like, uh, without even talking to me about it? What's, what's going on there, mate? Uh, you know, but at the time, um, a couple of uh, Gunther's uh, trusty advisors, Hagen and Gernot, we've met them before, uh, jump in and they say, whoa, 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 cool it now, boys. Uh, we don't want to acquire new kingdoms at the cost of dead heroes. Uh, we're happy here and want nothing to do. Like, we're good. Like, no need to have a fight. So it's obviously saying, like, hey, we don't need to take Siegfried's shit. We don't want to kill him. Uh, let's just hang out here. So they're talking big. And uh, obviously, by this time, Gunther's bling boner is completely vanished. Bling boner. He's, he, and him and his men are livid. And uh, it was Ortwin of Metz, who's a gunfighter, as I said before, uh, who starts talking shit to Siegfried about his uh, wrongful challenge. Uh, but Siegfried, being of the bluest of blood, uh, he's like... Uh, Who the fuck are you to talk to me and threaten violence against me? Uh, Pretty much you were the first one to do that, champ, as in Siegfried. Like, you're the one talking about taking people's kingdoms and shit. Uh, Anyway, Siegfried continues, "Uh, For I am a great king. And you go, well, not yet, mate. You're still a prince, but, you know, call call your jets. Uh, And uh, you're nothing but a king's man, as in a servant. Uh, Twelve of your sort couldn't stand against me. Uh, go ask the Nibelungs uh, how well they did against me, you pleb. I uh, added that last bit in there. Uh, but it just shows that Siegfried uh, just gives zero fucks about Ortwin of Metz. Uh, just, mate, you're, you're below me in class, so like, who are you to even, bu- even, even chat to me about anything? Like, whatever, mate. And uh, naturally, Ortwin, he's, uh, he's triggered by this, and he calls aloud for his sword. And Gernot steps in between them and he goes, uh, whoa, whoa, everyone just settle down. Like, you know, woo, everyone pump the brakes. Uh, Siegfried has done nothing to us to warrant violence. Uh, I reckon we should take Siegfried in as a friend because uh, there's more honour in that than, uh, than us fighting each other because that makes sense. Uh, and Siegfried continues to taunt the Burgundians, uh, but he bars up at the thought of Creamhild uh, of again, just the, the story of her. He's like, oh... Yeah, because, you know, uh, you know Chicky's never met. Uh, is in love with uh, the whole point of this journey. Yeah, he that's, that's, hits home again, and he mellows out a bit. And uh, meanwhile, the uh, the Burgundians, they're, they're, they're discussing amongst themselves, and they, they go, oh, yeah, we should make him a friend. Let's do that. The best of friends. So good this, men bring wine. Always a good social lubricant, that is. Uh, I, we give it the uh, Little History thumbs up for that. Always bring wine, if in doubt. And... Uh, and they offer Siegfried and his mates uh, good lodgings to stay in. And basically, uh, go, all right, guys, uh, there'll be no battle today. Let's all just have a drink and chill out. And, and here you go. Recline yourselves here. And so they wine and dine Siegfried and his boys for a few days. And he's loved and celebrated uh, by many in Worms. So in, in the city of Worms. So it doesn't take much uh, for him to turn, uh, turn the tide on the, uh, on the masses. They're, they're happy with him. Uh, good to holds a bunch of, of games like tourneys and tournaments and stuff like that. Uh, like archery contests, that sort of shit that you'd see at any sort of medieval fair. Uh, and Siegfried, he just dominates these because he's good at that sort of stuff. And he's is distracted. He's like, mate, I love playing these uh, these these knights' games and tournaments and all that. I'm all about this, but also I'm gonna be quietly, like quiet about this. And I still have a big time for Creamhild. Like this kid is like completely smitten by Creamhild. The chick he's never met and has only heard stories about. <laughs> Uh, but the, uh, uh, the funny thing about this, this love is that, uh, turns out that Kriemhild also returns the feelings, uh, to Siegfried, having never met the kid as well. Uh, but she's been admiring him from afar. Like she's been sticking her head out of windows of the castle, being like, Ooh, what's going on down there? Ooh, that Siegfried guy, looking at him thrust that lance. Oh yes. That's wonderful. Oh, hiding now, hiding away, hiding away. And so <laughs> this happens, uh, for a year. Siegfried and his boys are hanging out there, uh, in the palace or in the city of Worms for a year, and a lot of uh, nightly games are being held. And uh, secret, unacquainted love. Uh, Siegfried often is uh, being described as being super distressed by the love which he bears for the woman he's never met but has only heard stories about. But yes, uh, he's just a bit distraught by this. But he's happy. He's happy hanging out in um, happy hanging out out in the city. There's no more challenges. He's just is is happy kid. So in that time, uh, when they're hanging out in Worms, uh, a city, a messengers had been sent to Gunther from Ludger uh, of the Saxons and Ludgast of the uh, the realm of Denmark. Now these two uh, these two kings they hate Gunther, and they declare that they will attack Burgundy with large armies unless Gunther wants to negotiate and do a deal with them. And then uh, be able to keep at least some stuff. Or be like a vassal kingdom or something like that. And the messages warn Gunther that the armies will ride within 12 days. And Gunther's like, ah, alright, shitheads. Hang around a bit. Uh, I'll, I'll have an answer for you. I'll be back in a tick and just chat to my, chat to my lads. Uh, but, ooh, wait, that's a... Uh, ooh, fuck yourselves. Yep, I'll be back. I'll, uh, have, a man- I'll, have, a, I'll have an answer for you, you promptly. Uh, and he then calls together Hagan and all of his best knights in council to decide the matter. And Gernot's like, let them come. We'll hinder them coming in with our swords, won't we? Yeah, chop, chop, chop. Uh because they shall not turn me from dishonour. So he's all about the the, the valiant fight. Uh, but but Hagan, he's like, Oh now that's valiant and shit for sure, Gernot. But uh these two Dick Kings, they're pretty proud, and they'll bring a ton of blokes, uh, with them. And and besides, like we can't muster our full force in twelve days, it's unheard of. Uh, obviously these guys have been planning for some time and they're just giving us a bit of the uh You know, the last, uh, the 11th hour heads up, uh, just to be noble, I guess. But uh, maybe we should see if Siegfried uh, wants to help out. You know, the guy who's uh, killed a a dragon, bathed in his blood, has like super hard uh, skin. uh, He's already killed like a ton of blokes. Those nibble they don't like him all that much. Uh, And he's been staying with us for a year. So, you know, he should probably do something. He's, uh, you know, living living with us for free. Uh, Let him jump on board and see what happens. And so Siegfried is summoned to the court, uh, where there's there's a feast happening at this time. And uh, Gunther, he's he's brooding, because he's he's a little bit worried. There's a loomy war, he's not not feeling the greatest. And uh, Siegfried comes in and he's like, mate, why the long face there, Gunther? I haven't seen you uh, at any one of these uh, nightly games you've been holding me for a year, which I've been dominating. Uh, I've been dominating those, but by the way, uh, Siegfried, pretty pretty good at that stuff. Uh, Anyway, uh, mate, mate, what's up? What's going on? And Gunther is pretty guarded. Uh, He says something like, I only speak uh, of my troubles to proven friends. And you're like, ooh. As in he's implying that Siegfried is not, which he isn't, uh, a proven friend, because he, you know, uh, openly declared that he wants to take his shit. And uh, Siegfried, for some reason, is taken aback by this. Uh, He's a little bit surprised that he's not considered to be, you know, a close friend of uh, of Gunther. And he goes, mate, have I denied thee naught? And now I wish to help thee. If thou seekest friends, I will be one of them and stand to it truly to my life's end. Geez, a lot can happen in a year, hey? Uh, I guess he's still got, you know, the unquainted... Uh, love, or the, the whiffs of Creamhild's uh, magic vagina, or the stories about that, or something, because they've changed his attitude, he's like, mate, I want to be a friend for sure, so like five minutes ago he was like oh, I'm going to take Gunther's shit, Now I was like, mate I'm going to protect that shit, uh, anyway Gunther, he's, he's pretty happy to hear this, and he goes mate, oh, 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 alright, you're a proven friend here's what's going on, he tells him all about the, the planned invasion by the two dick kings in a fortnight's time, uh, and shit's and reeling up, and of course Siegfried's down to be a part of this or so much that he begs Gunther to give him a thousand of his blokes and and, and command, and he'll he'll run out there and win the day and the honour which comes with it for Gunther and for Burgundy. And he even asks uh, for Hagan, Ortwin of Metz, and Dankwart and a bunch of others by name, uh, to come into the action as well. So Gunther is overjoyed by Siegfried's offer and sends uh, the Dick King's messengers back with gifts uh, and and. Because he's, you know, he's a nice king. Still, he goes. here, have a have a box of chockies as well. Uh, Add the word that they plan to resist the coming invasion, which is very polite. I mean, a little bit too polite, but that's all right. I'd spare, I'd save the Chockeys, mate. You might be under siege soon. Uh, but now, shoot over to Denmark, where the Dick King Ludgust is astonished uh, to hear that the Burgundians would attempt to resist this invasion. Uh, but when he hears, uh, when he finds out that Siegfried is the one who uh, is 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 uh, is with the Burgundians. He's like, ah, fuck. Ah, we better bring everybody because this dude's a pretty tall order all by himself. And he's able to amass some 20,000 soldiers for the invasion. And likewise, uh, the Saxons, they stack their forces in wake of the news that Siegfried plans to fight with the Burgundians. And he musters some 40,000 troops to put against them. So you're looking at, you know... It's, it, Numbers vary. It could be between 40 and up to 60,000 troops against uh, Siegfried and his 1,000 blokes. I would say 1,013 because he's got to take his 12 his sworn 12 Swords with him for sure. The Burgundians muster these troops, uh, the 1,000 troops, and uh, Siegfried urges Gunther to stay in the City of Worms and keep an eye on the defences of the city if it should come to to that. Uh, and so the brave, valiant Siegfried and his small host of some 1,000, we'll say 1,000, 12 troops uh, march out in the defense of Burgundy. What will happen? Ah, I guess we'll find out uh, after this short break. Uh, we could have had them chockies if uh, uh, fucking, <laughs> fucking Gunther didn't send them away with the messengers, but that's all right. Uh, we'll have a quick break and we'll come back and figure out what happens. So we're back. And okay, so uh, Siegfried is being completely shocked that Gunther uh, had not considered him a close friend. Uh, you know, because Siegfried openly declared that he wants to take all of Gunther's shit and uh, has just generally been mooching off him for a year. Uh, and he's shocked not to be considered a mate. And declares that they're, 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 they should be best buds. The best of friends. And so Gunther's let him in on the, uh, the invading or the impending invasion of the Dick Kings, Ludger and Ludgast. And Siegfried is now in charge of the army of some thousand and uh, twelve or thirteen blokes uh, to to uh, to to defend Burgundy. And now we'll shoot to Burg- uh, shoot to Siegfried, uh, and he's a bold fellow, and he actually takes his army into Saxon territory and does a little pillaging, uh, you know, burning, taking some shit. Good times for the Burgundians. Uh, and Siegfried knows the enemy army is close, and he decides that he will ride out. Uh, to have a look for the army by himself. Because, you know, uh, there's no such thing as as scouts in an army. You know, people trained to scout ahead, uh, sneaky styles, and get a layout of what's going on. No, he's not doing any of that. He's a very clever guy, and he's doing that by himself. Um, Because, you know, he's not very clever, obviously. Or maybe he is, because he spots the Danish king, Ludgast, the Dick King, who's doing exactly the same thing. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's gotten clear of his retinue and he's like, mate, I'm gonna go sneaky styles as well and see if I can uh, catch these Burgundians out. And they see each other and they're like, oh, we gotta fight each other. Let's do it. And so the two charge each other and they have a little scuffle. Mighty man! <laughs> uh, with uh, Siegfried wounding uh, the Dick King Ludgast and uh, taking him prisoner. And he goes, but finally, some of Ludgast's uh, troops they, uh, they rock up and they try to save their king from capture who then proceed to get smacked around by Siegfried and the Nubelung sword he owns, Balmung. We remember Balmung. Siegfried saves like 29 of these blokes uh, by himself and then takes uh, Ludgast to Hagan, who's uh, super chuffed by this, and he sort of hands him over. Uh, But there's still a little matter of the enemy army, and the Saxon king, uh, Ludger, is is like, what the fuck, mate? I'm not going to stand around uh, for this. Uh, let's have these two armies duke it out. And the two armies fight each other uh, rather easily. And uh, and they meet on a battlefield and uh, and duke it out. And the battle is fought. Oh, With blood flowing, honour uh, being one plenty, whilst hacking each other to pieces. Ah! Uh, hand-to-hand combat is pretty fucking brutal, guys. Uh, yeah it's pretty pretty rough uh, all the big Gundian heroes are killed their fair share so think like uh like a fight scene out of like avengers or some shit everyone's like doing their their boss moves and all that uh big body count uh, uh you know for all of them lots of xp for our boys they're all leveling up it's all good Anyway, and so Siegfried and the Saxon King Ludger become locked in combat with each other until Ludger finds out that his opponent is Siegfried uh, because he sees the dec- uh, decoration uh, on his shield. And he's like, fuck this. No, 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 no. I'm not doing this at all. I surrender. Fucking Siegfried's about. Uh, no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, just take me prisoner, mate. Take me prisoner. I'm out. And that's exactly what Siegfried does. So he's now got two or both of the dick uh, kings in uh, custody. And uh, he takes uh, both of them and the Burgundian wounded and 500 of his prisoners uh, back to the city of Worms. So the Burgundians had won a massive, massive victory. Uh, You capture both kings of each army. Armies are going to, like, the heads of the snake are cut off. They're just like, okay, shit, Uh, you know, battle's over, leave it be. And uh, supposedly the Burgundians lost like 60 dudes in this battle, uh, which, you know, (laughs) all right, (laughs) fair enough. (laughs) Uh, but anyway, uh, so Gernot uh, as the army uh, has got their victory, Gurnot, he sends word ahead, informing um, all the Burgundians of their victory. And everyone's like, shit, yeah, Siegfried is the man! Ah, oh, we're totally wooed by his antics. What a good job. Good job, mate. Well done. Uh, now, snap to the lovely maiden, Cridimhild, who is super eager to have news on Siegfried. Uh but doesn't want people to know that she's got the hots for it, So she gets one of the messengers that Gernot had sent and uh, just gets him to come over and tell her some gossip about the battle. And the messenger tells her that there was no cow in the Bagudian army at all and everyone did a great job. But the carrots got to go to Siegfried. That guy was shit hot. I mean... He's the hum diggity. Won us the battle. What a great dude. And so on hearing this, Creamhild is so happy. She probably ruins her undies, uh, to be honest, uh, with desires that she has for Siegfried. Uh... <laughs> She may have done that, uh, but what she actually does is, uh, it's just blush, uh, blush a little when she hears the news, and she's like, "Ooh, that sounds very good." Uh, and it gives the messenger some valuable gifts, so he'll be, uh, as in, like you know, some jewelry, some nice linen, uh, good gold embroidered shit, just so he'll be open to coming back and and you know sharing some future goss uh, if needs be. And so the point is she's super chuffed at how well Siegfried's done and also how well the Burgundians have gone. You know, because a couple of her brothers have gone out, people that she's known all her life. She's all happy to go with that. And, uh, and, and you can't help but think that the, the time of their meeting is close at hand. Uh, you know, Hero's coming back. He's looking like a pretty good prospect for her now. But we've got to wait uh, for that because I guess, uh, you know, because Gunther, he's heard about this as well. He's heard the good news and he rides out to meet the returning host and he congratulates everyone on a job well done. Uh, he does the good king stuff. Uh, you know, he sees the wounded, uh, you know, salutes, uh, he salutes. He, he, you know, promotes, uh, you know, his officers and gives them a good pat on the back. Does all the good king stuff. Uh, even treating the defeated dick kings, uh, Ludgard and Lugast uh, with respect. And Ludgar, he's like, oh, if you send word back to my people, uh, there'll be a great ransom to be had, uh, if you know what I'm saying. Bit of money in your pockets there, Gunther. And Gunther's like, no worries, champ. I will look into that. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm a pretty chill guy about you, uh, about my victory, uh, or my men's victory. Uh, And even though you guys waged war on me, uh, you and Ludgarst have free reign of my castle uh, while you're here, my dude. You you, You guys just hang out. You're all right. And so after this... Uh, Gunther goes and does the good leader stuff, as I said, by visiting all the wounded veterans, uh, paying tribute to the dead with honour. None of that Scott Morrison, like, forcing people to shake his hand uh, bullshit that happened during the Australian bushfires. None of that shit. He does well, uh, and he he treats everybody with honour, and he does does the right job. Anyway, uh, Gunther decides to plan a massive party to celebrate the victory. But he plans it for six weeks' time so that his wounded men can partake. You know, because, like, the only injuries they had were, like, torn hamstrings or, you know, some shit that takes, like, a few weeks to recover. Like, three-week turnover from a lance in the chest? No worries, mate. I'll fucking hit the piss after that. Excellent. But, you know, not necessarily the most realistic uh, goals. But, hey, at least he's he's doing good stuff. So he's giving them a a chance to, to make it there in time for the party. Oh, and it doesn't really matter, because what does matter is uh, what everyone's going to bring, uh, what everyone uh, who's coming to the party, what they're going to wear to this rad festival. You know, will everyone coordinate their fashion, or will it be like, uh, everyone in for themselves? Fantastic show! And, uh, you know, whoever's uh, left out fashion-wise is, is gone. Uh, but we'll have to find out next time on part three of the Nibble Look and lead. Oh, and other plot threads as well and shit, like, you know, what happens... Uh, with you know Siegfried and if he actually does meet Kriemhild, uh, you know does his does his past about you know slaying dragons and 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 Nibelungs, and he's still got uh, Albrecht, uh as his as his servant. Like what's going on there? Anything going to come up about that? And surely like Siegfried can't be just like he, obviously he's bathed in honor for uh, for this victory, and everyone's everyone's like oh we love you Siegfried, awesome shit. Uh, is he going to give up his plans to take uh, Gunther's shit? Who knows? We'll have to find out though. In uh, part. Three of the Nibble, Look and Lead. <music> for now, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in again, everyone. Uh, this was the last episode which I recorded in 2020. As I said, we're doing this on New Year's Eve. And I have to say, uh, I have to thank you uh, for, for how you guys have all gotten on board and stayed with us during this weird and wild ride. Uh, you know, we're picking up more and more listeners and retaining, uh, you know, more, more listeners as we go. Uh, all over this planet. So uh, I can say from the uh, from the bottom of my, of my heart, thank you. We love having you guys on board and spread the word. Uh, you know, we've got lots of stuff planned for 2021. Um, you know, we'll be dropping some surprise random bonus episodes and also doing some movie and, and TV series rewatches and sort of experimenting with that sort of stuff that you guys can lock in with and watch with us at home. Uh, and, you know, obviously getting some good uh, comments and shit like that, uh, as well as some classic tales the ones that you've been listening to already, uh, which have been passed down through the ages, will be discussed and digested uh, by um, by us misfits. So good times ahead. Uh, a couple of housekeeping things. I will re- probably be um, slightly changing my format, where I'll probably be releasing an episode of Fortnite now, just to give me a chance to actually have a life uh, outside of this podcast, outside of work and, and uh, dealing with the family. Just a bit of uh, take the pressure down. We'll do a bit of that. John Finham Styles, uh, but yes, as I said, uh, we'll do it uh, fortnightly. Uh, but there'll be bonus episodes in there that we'll drop on you guys by surprise as well. Uh, yeah, so thank you again for for getting on board, guys. I know we've gotten over 1,100 uh, downloads so far, which is a which is an awesome result. And uh, I know we can we can just keep going onwards and upwards. Uh, so please make sure to like the episode and all, every episode you listen to, uh, subscribe or follow us wherever you're hearing us now. Uh, and if you're feeling frisky. Go ahead and leave a comment or a review. You know, you, you know, you want to. I'm dying to hear from you. Uh, and keep those emails coming into a little history podcast at gmail.com. I uh, pretty much uh, you know write me about whatever you want. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Uh, you know, if there's any any stories you want me to go over, any uh, pronunciations that I've gotten wrong, or even other variations of tales that you've come across, so I'd love to. I'd uh, love to hear all about that. For now, I want to wish you all a happy New Year, belated happily Happy New Year, because this will be uh, released on uh, a few uh, a few days from now. But yeah, I want to wish you guys a Happy New Year. Hope you guys have recovered by now, and uh, if you if you haven't, hey, keep chugging, go for gold. But for now, that's it for us. And you guys have a great time, and uh, we'll see you next time on a little history. All right, cheers, bye. Thanks for listening to a little history. Uh, we're an independent podcast, so it would truly be wonderful if you could uh, like or follow us wherever you're hearing A Little History today. Uh, and feel free to leave a comment below as well. Now, if you want to get in touch, uh, have any suggestions for future episodes, or you just want to send in your love, send it to a at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under A Little History Podcast. All right, we'll see you next time.